This is KJ Spizak, super agent for women's soccer, Hall of Famer at Texas A&M, and you are listening to Pro Sports Podcasters. We are the Pro Sports Podcasters, where no sport is left behind. It's time for another episode of the Pro Sports Podcasters with your hosts, Nee Wallace-Bruce, Corbert Durand, and Justin Williams. On this podcast, we have guests from all over the world covering every sport from artistic gymnastics to weightlifting. We are something for every sports fan on PSP. Whether your interests are the athletes playing the game, the coaches, or the media, we've got you covered. Fun and informative, honest and engaging. You won't want to miss a single episode. So let's kick this off. Welcome back to the Pro Source Podcast. I'm your co-host, Mr. Nemo Spruce, and I am joined by Mr. Justin Williams. Justin, how are you doing? I'm living the dream in yourself, Nee. Likewise, likewise. It's a busy time of year, October. It's a month of playoffs across a number of sports. So who better to take us through the end of this all playoffs but the writer at Just Women's Sports, Jessa Braun. Friend of the show. You may remember her from a previous season. We brought her back. Jessa? Hey, everyone. <laughs> Thanks for having me. I'm excited <laughs> for this and the playoffs. Indeed. Now, Jessa, we're just coming off another international window. By the time this episode comes out, the U.S. would have played England. Canada has just played a couple of matches as well. The second one was where they beat Morocco 4-0. What are some quick takeaways from the latest set of matches as we head towards the World Cup in Australia and New Zealand next year? Well, yeah, with the U.S., I mean, obviously, I think England was kind of like their toughest match this year so far. So it was kind of, I mean, a bit of a wake-up call, but I don't want to like give them too much flack for their 2-1 loss because they've been dealing with a lot of off-field turmoil with um, U.S. soccer released a report on the findings of abusive behavior and sexual misconduct in the NWSL. So players have been, I don't know, it's just been a heavy weight on their shoulders this week, so... I want to give them a little space to process that. Um, so on the field, like I, I mean, there could have been things that were cleaned up a bit more. Like I think um, defense hasn't really had like a whole lot of, I don't know, attack to deal with this year so far. So I think it's important that they kind of figure out their um, positioning and uh, systems back there. And unfortunately, I didn't actually get a chance to watch. Uh, too much of the Canada games, um, just because I was so busy with Thanksgiving and everything else going on. But I was really excited to see the four nothing result from yesterday uh, against Morocco. Because I mean, I think that they've had some great results this year, and I just think Canada is only moving forward in their game. So that's really exciting for the World Cup coming up. Absolutely, absolutely. Now, now you did touch on the the Sally Yates report that came out at the start of, uh, sorry, end of September, start of October. It needed to come to light for sure. It definitely mm-hmm. needed to be aired. It does cast a shadow over the the NWSL playoffs. How will the players be able to come back from that, I guess, or refocus? Mm-hmm. Like, you mean, like, kind of find that balance between soccer and the report, I guess? Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think... Well, it was really heartbreaking in the press conferences for the U.S. this week because, like, the players just kept saying that they're they're used to it. They're used to having to deal with, like, turmoil off the field while also putting on good performance on the field. So 
Um, it's nothing that they haven't done before, which is really sad to think that they just have to do this time and time and again. And I think another thing is a lot of the players have known about some of these cases for a while. They just haven't come to light to the public. So they have been carrying that weight around. It's just kind of like the added weight of people knowing and just, yeah, I guess like also wondering what else hasn't been talked about that the players haven't come forward with that, like cases that haven't been brought to light. So I think like overall, they're just trying to find the joy in the game and using their time on the field as time to just focus on soccer and forget about everything else and just kind of like use that as a way to, I don't know, help everyone else find joy as well and putting on um, good games. And yeah, I think I think they use soccer kind of as that escape to just kind of let their minds focus on something else. So I think they are thankful for the game. But I mean, also like it is a lot to have to focus on when they're when they're so torn up about the report. So um, like, for example, like U.S. soccer said that uh, they didn't have to participate in trainings or meetings or even games if they didn't want to. And I think the NWSL is handling the situation similarly with mm-hmm. players that weren't on international break. So, yeah, I think that's just kind of how they've been approaching things so far. All right. We'll swing back to the, the playoff schedule itself shortly. Yeah. Um, I honestly don't know where to go with that aside from like, I know it's, it's sad and it's, it's, I think pathetic is the, is the wrong term to use because it doesn't do justice. Like, I don't understand how like, we keep hearing about this in, in every sport too, from gymnastics to, to soccer, to like everything. And it's like, why, like, why yeah. does that, why is that a thing? Why does that have to happen? How, how is that still happening? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't, it just makes you wonder how, how many more cases are in like other sports too and everything. Yeah. And, and that's, that's the thing. I, I almost don't want to know but you kind of need to know, you know? Yeah. It's, it's, it's an ugly, ugly conversation that needs to come to light. And it's, it's, it's freaking, it's sad. It hurts. It's annoying. I'm annoyed by it. I'm mad by it. I'm a lot of things by it. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. Uh, I'm actually going to talk about the playoffs real quick. Just kind of switch this. Yeah. Uh, Houston dash versus Kansas city. That's coming up uh, October 16th. Um, Mm -hmm. As we know, I, I believe the winner of that faces Portland. Oh wait, no, they, they face, yeah, waiver red stars. And then oh, Houston okay, okay. Kansas City faces the rain, I think. Yeah, that's right. Because I was a little confused. Moving forward. Okay, so yeah, <laughs> so Houston Dash versus Kansas City. Who do you think is gonna come up on top of that one? Because that I was looking at the table earlier, and although it's like they're neck and neck, same points, the goal difference yeah. favors Houston by eight. So I know. <laughs> it's crazy. I'm like <laughs> Smiling so hard right now because I just, it's just the table's just wild right now. Um, yeah, because five of the six playoff teams are within four points of each other. Like, that's how tight, like, the playoff race has been. And it came down to the final game of regular season to determine, like, which teams were going to the playoffs. Like, that's how tight this whole season has been. So, honestly, when I say that anything can happen, I literally mean anything can happen. Like, I'm not using that as a cushion like to fall back on like literally nobody knows what's going to happen but if I had to pick one I would probably go with Kansas City I just feel like in my mind they've just been a little bit more consistent this season like what was it they went on like a 13 game unbeaten streak or something like that in the regular season and I don't know they seem to have found like a system that works Houston 
is a, a tremendous team and they've done some great things this season. And I, I honestly wouldn't be surprised if they won either, but they also, I don't know, there's just less consistency with that team. Like they, they either like win for nothing or they lose for nothing. Like sometimes it just feels like there's no in between. So I just, I feel like current, the, the current is a safer bet at this point. <laughs> Which is, is interesting. Cause when I was looking at both the, uh, like their past games or whatever it is, mm-hmm. Houston, when they win, it's usually by two or more goals with the exception yeah. of like occasionally whatever. Yeah. However, they've lost to Kansas city twice this season. Three it's times. True. So, oh, yeah. I think they beat Kansas City 2 nothing at one point. Uh, you might be correct. Um, but I, apparently Kansas City has their number. So, you know what? I'm changing my vote. I'm going to go with Kansas City. <laughs> oh, okay. oh, all right. Okay. Perfect. <laughs> just because. Um, I mean, also, apparently, they just off a quick Google search again, they, they tied at one point this year. And then Houston has beat them one nothing so far. So. Yeah, so I, <laughs> I think it'll it'll be a really tight match. And yeah, you're right. Houston, when they decide they want to score goals, they score a lot of goals. So yeah, it'll depend on what kind of what kind of mood they're in, I guess, coming into the game. A hundred percent. Uh is anybody injured on their roster? Ooh. I didn't see question. anything. Um But also Google isn't the most reliable source. Quickly checking. Yeah, they're not missing anyone too um notable, I guess. Yeah, no, they'll have they'll have most of their uh, players. I think both both teams look like they're going to be in pretty good shape coming in. Ooh, makes it so much better. As of right now, <laughs> this could change. As of right now, <laughs> yeah. yes, everyone sprains an ankle. Yeah, uh. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. We can expect a good game. I think Kansas City will be. I mean, they don't they don't score. That's the thing is they don't score like a whole lot of goals. Their goal differential this year is zero because they have twenty nine four and twenty nine against. Mm-hmm. So I think as long as they kind of like lock down Houston's attack and play their game, they have a really good midfield with Lola Bonta and Haley Mace. So if they can, if Kansas City can control the midfield and kind of get a good flow going, I think they'll be okay. Brilliant. All right. Well, we'll be watching with interest. And on the other side of the draw, we've got the the new team, the San Diego Wave. They're hosting the Chicago Red Stars. Actually, two relatively new teams in terms of overall history of the NWSL. But the Wave, can they keep the Wave going? Pardon the pun. <laughs> Ride the Wave. I Yeah, honestly, I'm more um, confident about my prediction in this game than the other game in saying that San Diego will beat Chicago. That's my prediction. Um, I think San Diego has just been incredible this year. They have, I mean, first of all, Alex Morgan with the golden boot scoring 15 goals, which is very good considering she just uh, came back from like maternity leave um, after last year. And they also have such a good defense too. Like Noam Gurma, she's a rookie in the NWSL, but she is playing like she has played in that league for years. Like mm-hmm. I could, if I could, I would nominate her for MVP, Rookie of the Year, and Defender of the Year. Like that's how good she is. She just, she's so good at reading the game. She makes every tackle. Um, it's just so hard to get past her. And so I think San Diego's got a really good side that's going to be really tough for the Red Stars to beat. And um, Chicago's biggest weapon, I would say, is Mallory Pugh. Uh, mm-hmm. She just has the ability to dictate games all on her own she can orchestrate anything um and if if mal's having a good day then uh chicago does have a very good chance of winning 
but it it depends it depends on how Mal's feeling that day. I think. <laughs> All right, we shall see. Now, Jess, uh, we know you're from Kitchener, and we know that over the weekend, if uh, for those who are not familiar, one of the largest Oktoberfest uh, gatherings in the world outside of Munich happened in Kitchener, Waterloo. So, Jess, uh, can you help us? Yes. When at Oktoberfest in Kitchener, does one go for the pork knuckle or the schnitzel? Oh, I mean, I feel like you always have to go for the schnitzel. That's like the number one German thing. Um, personally, I go for the pretzels. <laughs> okay. Buttered, right? Uh, yes. Salted, most yes. importantly. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. you got to have the salt on the pretzel. Otherwise, it's just a piece of bread. Justin, yeah. you're German. What say yes. you? Hi. Uh, what say me? I say the Rolotten. None of y'all choices made that. It's a delicious dish if you've ever had it. Which one? The Rolotten. Oh, I've never had that. I've never I've never had that either. Can you educate us? <laughs> All right. So uh, for my vegetarian friends, uh, cover your ears. So this is a essentially, it's it's like a meat taco is the best way to describe it. So you have like food, like whatever, sauerkraut in the middle, a pickle, my Oma uses this weird type of family juice thing. I don't know how she makes it, but she like puts the pickles in there. It tastes really good. Oh. You add it with like basically not cheese, like no dairy products, but vegetables of any kind you want to throw on. Wrap it together. You put a string around it and you bake it. Oh my god! It's it's oh man. Oh, it's heavenly. It takes that like a day to cook. Pretty good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, personally, I don't eat a lot of meat, but that sounds good. <laughs> That's something I feel like everybody should try at least once in their life. Absolutely. Can we sell that at Oktoberfest? Uh, typically, yeah. When I was so, my ex used to live in Kitchener, and we would go to Oktoberfest all the time. And there's like a little restaurant. I shouldn't say little. It was like it was in the middle of freaking nowhere, like farm country, and it was a German place, and they had Rolotten there for special occasions. So like Germ- uh, Christmas, Easter, Thanksgiving, huh. and I think that's it. Wow, I'll have to keep my eye out for it next year. Please do. Yeah. Oh, I also understand that you go to Centennial College. Um. Yes, I did last year, and it was just a year-long program, so I'm graduated now. But hey, uh, that's my uh, alma mater. <laughs> Pardon? What did oh. you take? That's my alma mater. Nice. What did you take there? Uh, sports journalism. Oh, okay. Makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was good. Yeah. Uh, went there for a year, played soccer, lived there for a couple months, and yeah, it was a good time. I did my uh, undergrad at Laurier. That's Laurier is a better place to go, I must admit. <laughs> uh, but just which campus did you go to? Was it, I imagine Progress? Uh, no, I, I that's where my soccer was, but um, I I my classes were at Story Arts Center in East York, which oh, it, it was actually at the the old high school that um. It used to be a high school, and that's where Degrassi was filmed. Yep. Yep. Yeah, that's their lame claim to fame. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's good because Centennial- it's busy, so I like exactly. the Art Center. Yeah. I went, when I went to Centennial, I went to the Progress Campus, so it was uh, it was busy as all hell. Oh, yeah. I've heard that place is crazy. It's nuts. Yo, they also really don't care because there was like a bomb threat one time, and they still made us go to class. What and really? Like, what the? Yeah, they're like, yeah, we're isolating just this area. Um, suspicious activity could be a bomb. Don't worry about it. And I was like, um, I worry. It's uh, Scarborough. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's concerning. The, wow. the very concerning. But yeah. uh, 
Yeah. I mean, also fun fact, John Candy went to uh, Centennial College, so that's a good time. Oh, nice. Yes. Canadian legend. But speaking of legends in itself, uh, legendary pick for this. Who do you think is going to walk away with the championship? Oof. Um, I think, well, okay, for listeners who don't know, like, like Kansas City, Houston, San Diego, Chicago is like technically the quarterfinals because Rain and Portland got a bye to the final mm-hmm. or the semifinals. So the winner of those games play those teams. So sorry, I'm thinking right now. I think, okay, at the beginning of the season, I said that Rain was going to win the whole thing. And then they kind of let me down through the season because they were so casual and they only won their games like one nothing if they ever like when they won. Mm-hmm. Then they came out of nowhere and won the shield at the end of the season with the most wins in regular season. So I wouldn't be surprised if they won. I think it's going to be either them or Portland. Right now, my heart is saying Portland because I've been saying that for a lot of the season. So I'm just going to I'm going to stick with it and just say Portland. And it's not okay. People get mad at me because they're like, "Oh, that's just your Canadian bias." I was about to say, yeah, <laughs> and Janine Becky and. Um, like Karina LeBlanc and Rain Wilkinson, like yeah. yeah. So I get how well, people yeah. can <laughs> accuse me of that, but like honestly, they're such a good team. Like they're so dominant. Yeah. So I'm gonna, I'm, yeah, Portland. It's gonna be Portland. <laughs> All right. I mean, it's. I feel like it will definitely be a Northwest team, Pacific Northwest. Oh well, Rain. Like you said, when they got Jordan Hoytema in from from Europe, they just went to another level and down the oh, stretch yeah. and. Good times in Seattle. Good time to be in yeah. Seattle. So. Yeah, they are killing. They have so many like superstars, and I was just flabbergasted when they weren't absolutely blowing every other team out of the water this season. But I think, yeah, no, they they do what they have to do to get it done, get the job done. So, absolutely. yeah, it's going to be one of those teams for sure in my mind. Bet US Sportsbook is your ultimate destination for online betting. With sports betting, live betting. Racebook, online slots, and online casino. It's available across the U.S. and Canada. Use the code PSP to receive a massive sign-up bonus. Regardless of what happens with Kansas City against Houston, Kansas City have already had a win, I guess globally in a way, because they are the first team that will have a stadium built specifically for, for women's sports or for women's football with their stadium that will be coming up in the next couple of years. How important is that for the game in North America and and for the NWSL? Oh, I'm so glad you brought up that stadium. I'm so excited for it. I think, yeah, I think it's just really important. Uh, I mean, first of all, for for players and the team. And I also just think it, it makes a statement in the community. It's like, women's soccer is legit like get on board what are y'all waiting for like we literally have a stadium for kansas city current so i think that really that really sets the bar for the legitimacy of like the nwsl and i think also like it just puts pressure on other clubs too to get the ball rolling with Mm. that kind of thing because i mean then all the players are going to want to be traded to Kansas City because they have all the great facilities and even their training facility is just a dream come true. Like it is gorgeous in there. And they just finished building that this year. They opened it. Yeah. So I, I really hope that other teams jump on board and kind of grow the women's game by creating soccer, women's soccer specific stadiums. 
Yeah, and it is it is telling. One of the takeaways I got from reading the the eights report was that players did talk about facilities, and we we know the headline has been about the treatment of players, but that also comes down to their facilities, and mm-hmm. I, it's definitely a step in the right direction. So we love to see it, and so hopefully that continues. Yeah, yeah, players do talk about facilities a lot. It's true. With the expansion of the facility, what other expansions are you expecting? Obviously, obviously more facilities, but are you expecting potentially better? This doesn't sound really weird to say, but I've heard a lot of complaints, especially from the WNBA, about like the quality of food. So do you mm. feel like once a stadium comes on, it's going to be like a ripple effect? Like, oh, okay, now the stadium, now there's going to be better equipment, now there's going to be better food, oh, yeah. et cetera? Yeah? Yeah. I think it kind of like is – like with Kansas City's new training facility, like – the fact that they built this new building led to like they have this brand new gym with brand new equipment and and I think even without the facility I think some teams are already having like better access to staff like uh, physiotherapists and chiropractors and all that like Orlando Pride like even though they haven't built I actually don't know what their facility looks like but the players have talked about how they're really impressed with like just the staff and the resources that are available to them so. Um, I think even if even if teams can't afford to build like a full on facility right now, it definitely is a ripple effect to to bringing on like great, like you said, like food or just team staff and just anything that they can do for the players to make it a better experience to make sure that they perform well on the field. I think they'll probably be trying to do anything that they can. I hope so. I mean, I remember getting angry again at the I'm very passionate. I got angry at the uh, uh, WNBA when they're just like. This is what we have. Well, not WM searching the Olympics. Like this is our food. This is our workout. Like what is this? And it's just like ah, yeah. That's, that's a yeah. kick in the ego right there. Yeah, literally. And food is so important as an athlete too. Like that's one of the most important diet is. It correlates directly to performance for a lot of people. So it does. Um, yeah, unless you're yeah. Usain Bolt who ate only chicken nuggets or something yeah. at oh one time, <laughs> which. That's great. Um, I want to talk to you about a player real quick who's kind of like defied a lot of odds, and she just got picked up for the national team, and that's uh, Carson Pickett. Mm, yes. Right? So for those of you who don't know, she's actually missing her left arm, or like her hand, I should say. Forearm? Forearm, uh, Forearm, yeah. Forearm, right. Yeah, she's born without it. She's born without it, so there wasn't like an actual incident that I'm aware of. Mm. But... Uh, what were your thoughts on first off? Because she wasn't; she's a replacement for, I believe, it's Emily Fox. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. what's your thoughts on that replacement? And what do you think of her as just an athlete who's playing, not even in the obviously Paralympic or like in the pair, but like the actual like able body? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think. Well, first of all, I think it's really great that they called her. Uh, like she was their first choice for um, replacing Emily Fox. Like that's definitely like the right choice, but I'm really mad that she wasn't called up to the team in the first place. Like she is, she is good enough to be on like the, the main roster. And even when she was called up the first time in June for the June friendlies, like she was just on the, she wasn't actually on the CONCACAF roster. She was just coming with the team for those two friendlies in June. And then this time she was, replacement player so i just think she really deserves to be called up on the main preliminary like the actual roster um and uh, that just needs to happen soon because 
she leads the NWSL in assists. I think she has six right now. And also she's like first in the league in chances created, I believe. Mm-hmm. She's just so threatening with her crosses and on the attack as well as defensively. Just all around such a good player. And I just think that she deserves to actually be called up without being a replacement or like a training player. Those are my thoughts on that because she's so good. I mean, I had no idea that she was leading the league in assists. That's that's no small yeah. feat, man. Especially again, again, she's like, it. she has, I don't want to say a disadvantage, but like, it's not usual to see a player who's missing a forearm play. No. Yeah, exactly. Because those arms are like essential to like defending players off the ball and stuff. And she does it like she's so good. So good. And right. yeah, like you said, like assists, I think assists are so underrated. Like everyone's all focused on the golden boot race and the goals and everything. But like, oh my gosh, just players that can get a bunch of assists. Those are the players that you want on your team. They're the unsung heroes. That's why Ozil was so good. He was the assist king. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's kind of what made him known for it. it. was just, he was so good at finding those opportunities to pass you the ball. Exactly. I'm also biased and he's German. So <laughs> and he played for Arsenal. So there you go. <laughs> good guy. Good guy. Now I don't know what he's doing. I think he's recovering from like a knee injury or something. Oh no. Yeah. I don't know. He was in oh, surgery. Darn knees. There's been so many, I don't know, like about other leagues, but in the end of his there's been so many knee injuries this year. I'm like, oh, it's frustrating. Anyways. We should just cut them all off. No, yeah, no literally. Knees. Ban knees. Right. How you doing, knee? Yeah. Fine, thank you. I'm good. <laughs> oh that was a terrible pun. Let's 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 quickly move on from that. So, oh my goodness. <laughs> Jessa, moving on to <laughs> more wholesome matters. Yeah. Stephanie Stephanie Leib has has retired. She's retired from playing, but she's now picked up a role at the Vancouver Whitecaps. Yes. Which oh, interested okay. me because I thought maybe she might end up in the end of your soul, but she's stayed on this side with a Canadian team. What yeah. does this mean, Not, I guess, for her, but also for the potential Canadian Women's League? Yeah. No, that move did not surprise me at all because she, I think she's very much a lot more for like creating like a domestic like Women's League in Canada rather than expanding the NWSL to Canada. Not that she doesn't want an NWSL team in Canada, but I think she wants the league first just because that creates more opportunities for youth players um, within the country to go pro. Uh, so I think her move to the the Whitecaps will, is a step in the right direction for kind of helping to advocate for a league in Canada. And I think she's going to be really good at that job because she is a big advocate for growing the women's game. And I think she she's, I mean, obviously being a former professional player herself, she knows like what works and what doesn't um, to grow leagues and, just like the ins and outs of things. So I think she's going to be really good as a general manager at the Whitecaps. And yeah, I think I'm really excited just to see kind of what her steps are towards creating a league. Cause I know Diana Matheson is also kind of working with her closely mm-hmm. on that. So I think that will be really interesting because I think a lot of, a lot of youth players here are not aware of like professional opportunities overseas and that kind of thing. Like there are so many professional leagues that players can go and play in after like U sports but people just aren't aware of them and I think by having uh, Steph taking the steps to create a league in Canada is going to open a lot of doors for people here 
and Mm -hmm. expand. I think ultimately her goal is to expand the player pool for the national team because there's a lot of players that go unnoticed. Like, for example, Vanessa Gilles could have so easily been overlooked just because she, I don't know, like started so late and had to like find seek out like she got to go to France because she's like a citizen so I think just making sure there's more opportunities for players here is really important absolutely yeah just having that that shot you know they're athletes so they they're they're competing coursing through their veins it's in their blood but just having that opportunity just to to get a shot uh, Mm -hmm. is is the first step so hope to see more of that Mm mm-hmm uh, just to kind of touch back real quick on Portland. I don't know what the situation is with Sinclair, but is it her last year in her contract? Um, if I'm remembering correctly, I think she has an option for another year. I think her goal is to go to the World Cup. Like she's definitely going to the World Cup. Um, and so then uh, she would probably play in the NWSL next season. So I think that's why she has that option for that year is because. I think she's her goal is to play in the World Cup. And when she does play in the World Cup, do you think they can repeat the Olympics? Do I think like Sinclair is going to repeat the Olympics or Yeah, like they're gonna, like Canada in general. Yeah, like they they definitely could. I think well, here's the thing is that I'm really excited for the World Cup is I think like before there were a few teams that were really good in the world like the US, Canada, um some European teams. And now I just think like things are really leveling out. So it's going to be really interesting to see like how um, Canada competes with all of these teams at the world cup by next year. Cause yeah, the game is just growing worldwide, but ultimately like, I think they could repeat at the Olympics if I had to pick one way or another. And it would be great if they beat the U S on the way there (laughs) (laughs) in the finals again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it was the semifinals um, at the last Olympics, which I mean, kind of makes it even better. I think. I think semifinal wins are way more exciting than final wins to me. Oh yeah, anyway. it was the semifinals, right? Because the whole change the uh, change the medal or whatever they were chanting. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, that was that was such a oh my gosh, the adrenaline rushing through my veins during that game will never yeah. be that. <laughs> I remember I was at work not working. <laughs> just <Yeah>. watching. <laughs> All right. So before we let you go, we got to ask you a few questions. Uh, kind of silly little questions for you. Uh, number one: Have you ever had a poutine before? Oh yes, I've had. I I've been to restaurants where the menu is only poutines, and you pick which kind of poutine you want. And this will determine if you come back for a third time. Uh, okay. What is your poutine of choice? Oh, oh. No pressure, um, but some pressure. Can I can I say the the beaver tail poutine? I've never heard of this one. Like what? okay, you know you know beaver tails like that. Yeah, amazing amazing dish that everybody in Canada should know. Yes, um, they do one where they have a poutine on the beaver tail. Stop. <laughs> yes. My arteries are clogging already. I want it. <laughs> oh, me too. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm gonna go with that one. <laughs> wow, you know what? Um. Yeah, okay, I have to try it. I can't knock it till I try it. So you get a pass for now. You get a pass. Okay, <laughs> amazing. Now, I, I have a follow-up. Have you had a, is there a German-style poutine out in Kitchener? Is there like a, <laughs> like schnitzel, a schnitzel poutine, poutine or like, like a pork knuckle poutine? poutine? <laughs> They're not um, a bratwurst poutine or something? 
<laughs> Honestly, probably. I think they've got pierogi poutines. Pierogi poutines. Um, they have blueberry pierogies, which is nice. Blueberry poutines? Yeah, I love, I love blueberries. Like, I have an unhealthy obsession with them. Like, oh legit, at one point in my fridge, I had blueberry pierogies. I had blueberry barbecue sauce, blueberry hot sauce, blueberry wine. I have blueberry coffee, blueberry tea. Uh, Wait, blueberry, blueberry yeah. hot sauce? Yeah. Yeah. I'll add you <laughs> on social even... media. Oh, my goodness. Say, I'll add you on social media and I'll send it to you. It's okay. absolutely <laughs> decadent. I actually can't find it, so I'm not really using it right now. So I need to re-up. Um, Did you but... buy it or you made it? I bought it. I bought it. They sell that? Oh. They, they, they do. And wow. uh, Oh, also, right now I currently have blueberry uh, maple syrup as well. There you go. Oh, that sounds so good. Oh, and it's zero calories too, and it still tastes good. Nice. Wait, what? What's you guys's? Do you have a? Is blueberry your poutine your favorite? Yeah. <laughs> have you had it, Justin? Yeah, that <laughs> one I've created my at my house though. I made oh, okay. myself. All right. I have to make I, it. <laughs> so what I did was I made the gravy, and then I blended blueberries into the gravy with a blender. Oh. And so yeah, it was like a nice, and then I add some hot sauce to it, so it had the like sweet and spiciness to it. Like oh. Frank's hot sauce or something else? No, no, this is like a mango hot sauce. No, it was like one of those okay. like white people aren't allowed to go buy it kind of deal. Like we have to take somebody of ethnic descent to go to the store. <laughs> they make us fill out a form. They're like, are you sure? And like they have to vouch for me. Like a waiver. <laughs> like a waiver, yeah, exactly. You can't sue us if it's too hot. <laughs> I know exactly. the one. I know the one. Don't you worry. Now, now, just so where can Justin the remainder of our fans find you on social media at jessa braun on twitter and on instagram it is at jessa braun sports there we go there we go enjoy the rest of the the day off in kitchener and we'll talk soon sounds great you guys enjoy your day too thanks for having me on no worries. you too thanks for tuning into the podcast for even more of your favorite sports content, be sure to visit the website www.prosportspodcasters.com. On our website, you will find our sports blog, full podcast library, access to our YouTube channel, and deals from our affiliate partners. You can also sign up to become a PSP Insider and get exclusive access to our insider tips, sponsor giveaways, and insider newsletter. So don't miss out on the full Pro Sports Podcasters experience, where no sport is left behind.